Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Bottoming the LGBTQ mental health podcast about rock bottoming and beyond. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at bottomingpod or visit bottomingpodcast.com for more content relating to each episode. We've also added a support page to the website to direct you to the right place if you're struggling or need someone to talk to. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts. Hi, I'm Brendan. And I am Matthew, and our pronouns are he and him. It has been a while this time, hasn't it? Yeah, it really feels as though it, it has been a while. Yeah. and In, it's, the, in the studio. It's because, it has, it's because it has been, because there's been a lot happening since we last put an episode out, hasn't there? Yeah, has it been about a month? I think it's been yeah, about, it's a, been month. about a month. Yeah, it's been about a month. Goodness me. We're slacking. Um, but we did do some weekly episodes, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We, we we gave them it all levels juice. out, all levels it out, all levels out. <laughs> um, also, I can't believe. Actually, let's quickly get into today. We've got um, a guest surprise, surprise um, called Bailey. They're an artist out of New York, very hip, very modern, very LGBTQ plus hunty boots, very that girl. Yeah, she's gorgeous. And it was a really, really fun chat, wasn't it? It was a very hot interview. Spicy or... No, like oh, actually yeah. oh, very God. warm because we filmed it, filmed it. We recorded kind of the tail end of the UK heat wave. And mm. Bailey also said that New York was horrific. Yeah. And humid and warm. So by the end of it, we were all dripping. Yeah, well, we had hot teas, which we thought, you know, it could it could help. It's supposed to help in those situations. No. It didn't help. No. But she had a gorgeous green juice that she swallowed oh, around. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> we know who won that competition. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was yeah, it was just a really, really fun interview. Um and we'll talk about it more in the interview, but give it EP a listen. Give in new songs and new singles a listen. And you can follow it on Instagram at Bailey Music, but Bailey is spelled B A Y L I. Sound. Um so shall we shall we shall we shall we catch up? I know we don't I guess really so, talk yeah, go on. that much. <laughs> but if um we'll start with you actually because you in between two episodes have somehow been to Africa and back. Mm. Tell us all about it. Maybe yeah, so I went to Rwanda with work. Um we went to stay in the capital, Kigali. I have to say it was one of the most incredible places I've been to. And the people, it's also, one, I would say, the friendliest place I've ever, mm. ever visited. Like, there was not You've one... You've been to my house, babes. Point proven. <laughs> there was not one person that I met or spoke to or interacted with that wasn't, like, anything other than incredibly friendly, smiley, happy, oh. helpful... Um, yeah, and it was it was just an amazing week. Um, obviously, I was there for work. There was about 28 of us all together. We went for um, our company retreat. We've just started, just opened an office there. Um, so there was lots of time with one another, which was great because the majority I haven't met before. Mm-hmm. But then there was also lots of time just getting to know the city. And yeah, it was, it was all around just very, very special. Um, I learned... An awful lot. I went to the Genocide Museum, um, which was very special. That's the only way to put it. Um, had a gorgeous tour from the women, one of the women's centres there, uh, which was, yeah, it was honestly, I, I just came back smiling. It was amazing. The travel to and from wasn't. I got awful motion sickness on the <laughs> way there. So that wasn't my favourite thing. Um, really bad turbulence. But yeah, all in all, it was amazing. And hopefully we'll go back there at some point. Um, for one of the evenings as well I, w- I was hoping to record and meet some LGBT people and maybe do some interviews there um, which unfortunately didn't happen but I did meet Jean-Claude um, he came to our event um, and met basically all of the team and it was just it was amazing chatting to him um, had some really interesting conversation around I guess the perception as well of say the immigration um the current immigration debate and sending asylum seekers to Rwanda from the UK and how that's mm-hmm. viewed from within the country and externally. Um, and I think the one the one key takeaway I probably got from chatting to him, it was the perception thing and like what are, say, quote unquote, normal looks like in comparison. Mm-hmm. So things that we maybe have even discussed on the podcast before or we hear about we think are are truly awful whereas actually it didn't seem to have phased them like he knew it was bad and he knew the things in the past were bad and you know he'd been arrested at some point and this had happened and this had happened but it it just was like I guess like another day for him to be discussing Mm -hmm. it which yeah it just it was just a big um just a lot to think about I guess because it just reminds you that as LGBT people, like we have our own understanding of what our own system and culture and surroundings are like, and you can't go and impose or tell someone else what theirs is like or how bad or how good theirs is because it's all very personal to them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah, it was it was amazing chatting to him. Hopefully, we'll get to speak and um, discuss a little bit further um, in an interview at some point. And I would love to go back to Kigali. So, it, yeah, it was just it was interesting, especially given all of the press that we see in the UK around how bad the bill is and how bad human rights are. It it just makes you kind of have to reassess things, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say it's not in any means, but yeah. It's just an interesting one that I've not experienced before when I visited places. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and this is my last full week in London. Is it really? Yeah, next Friday I leave. Wow, that's um, that's come around very quickly actually. Mm. Although it's a very fast move, it is. It's still come around very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what what were you feeling about it? Are you excited? I bought a couch last week. Uh huh. So I'm excited to sit on the couch when I get it. Hmm. And obviously we went, to, we went to John Lewis, didn't we, with Sam, to test said couch out. It wasn't there, yeah. but similar ones were. I'm just focusing on all of those things, like having my own fridge that I haven't got to share with anyone, living near the river, having a couch, you know, the things that will be the first time I've had. So The small but homey things. Exactly. Homo things? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> How are you? I'm very good. I think last episode I was, I said I had an interview that later that day. Mm-hmm. Well, I've only gone and got the bloody job, haven't I? You have. Congrats. Snaps all <laughs> around. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's to become a clinical support worker within the NHS. And yeah, I'm very excited to start. It starts in September, so it aligns perfectly with the end of my course and handling my dissertation as well. So that all kind of works very well together. Hmm. Um, so I'm very excited. I did tell you there was a there was a funny moment in the interview which I wasn't prepared for, which was um, a role play scenario. Mm-hmm. And which we know that you love. I do love a role play. <laughs> not in a it, not professional in a dirty way. context, though. <laughs> but all, in a fun, you know, friendly banter kind of way. Um, but in a professional context when there's no preparation mm-hmm. or you know discussion of said mm-hmm. role play that's when i get a bit thrown off so there was a moment she kind of just was like okay so now here's the um the role play scenario and so you're going to be saying that you've got a certain amount of um therapy sessions for this person and um over you go here's susie <laughs> and so i just had to go into it just hi is that susie and so it was very awkward, but it was it was fun. Mm, I mean, obviously mm. you did well, didn't you? Because you got the job. I got the job, yeah. So um, here we are. You know, um, when the podcast ends, we'll put you on, I guess, stage, panto. No. No, let's not talk about drag queens. Let's not. Um, we love them. That, that's not because we don't want to talk oh, no, about so them. Oh, no, it's because it's, yeah, it's been in the press so much that people are... <laughs> Yeah. Please let's not talk about drag no. queens. God. <laughs> um, but dissertation wise, also, I handed in a draft, got good feedback and constructive feedback, mm-hmm. which I've just been dilly dallying away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's the most of my news recently. Amazing. Um, yeah. We had a bit of a, a brief dance at the weekend, didn't we? We did. We went to Body Movements Festival, didn't we? Uh huh. Thank you very much for the ticket, Genevieve. Really, really appreciate it. Goodness me, what a treat. Yeah, I, I remember rambling on about it last autumn. I think the last oh, one was, we all? Was, 
was last autumn and it was amazing. It was one of my favourite days of the year last year. Um, and it was just, again, all very fun. So mm-hmm. many gorgeous queers romping around Hackney Way. How did you know they were queer? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And also I'll give a little shout out to my flatmate, Cher, as she was on the Emerging Artists um, lineup mm-hmm. and put on an absolutely stunning set. So great. Yeah. Um, yeah, looking forward to next year. Me too. I'll also just go a, a quick mention. It was Liverpool Pride, the same day as Body Movement. Um, it looked like it went really well. It looked, yeah, it looked really nice. Um, there was also like a Reclaim Pride march, a bit similar to what happened in London. Mm. There was the official march and then there was a Get Corporate Out of Pride for Pinkwashing march as well. Um, mm. And I'm excited to get into the, the queer scene when I'm up there. So yeah. it was nice to see that went well this year for them. Exactly. And we had a bit of a conversation with Bailey about um, the whole kind of corporate versus independent pride. Mm-hmm. Um, who's having that conversation? Who's having that conversation? Turns out we are. We are. <laughs> so without further ado, here is Bailey. I'm Bailey. My pronouns are she, her. Thanks for being with us today. Firstly, how are you doing and how has this year been so far for you? I'm doing well. I Thank you for asking. Um, but it's so funny, We, especially since after lockdown, I feel like it's really hard to like get to interface with people. So that's why I'm excited also to chat with you guys, go a little deeper. Anyway, to answer your question, I'm doing well. <laughs> I've um, I've been home for like a few weeks. So I was traveling for like the first four to five months of this year. So it's nice to just be home mm. um, and like be with, I'm such a family person and like oh. even more recently. So um, it's really, it's really nice to be home. Get to focus on myself, like listen to my body. What do I need a little bit more mm. as opposed to like when I'm in LA um, or when I'm touring, like I, I just came back from London a month ago. I'm always the first priority is like, okay, is everyone doing okay? Am I doing my job? So being home, I get to focus a little bit on these mm. pace myself a little bit and listen to what do I need, like physically mm. and mentally. So it's been really nice. Mm. Yeah. You're getting some time to switch off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Good. Deserved. Yeah. And I've noticed the little green drink that you've got there. I can hear the ice like <laughs> clinking away. <laughs> I'm drinking like little spirulina. Um, so yeah, like even that, just getting to like be healthy and not like eat mm. gas station yeah. food. <laughs> when when you're on the road, it's so weird. It's just like it does not even ma- matter if you you have the biggest budget. It's like mm. you know you're just kind of eating what's accessible and you're resting mm-hmm. as much as much as it's accessible. So I don't know. It's kind of nice to be home, have that in between mm. time for travel. I um I imagine you were really busy for Pride season this this year. Pride was very exciting. Yes, June was, <laughs> June was jam-packed. Um, no, it was really fun. Like, again, I don't know. I'm trying to, like, pace myself. Usually I, I want to be a part of every single event. So mm-hmm. I was a part of some really cool things this Pride. Um, but this Pride, I was trying to slow down. I was like, I can't go to every single party. Mm-hmm. Of course, I still ended up going to <laughs> everything that New York had to offer. Yeah, um, But... 
<laughs> it was really fun. I, I got to perform a little bit um, mm. on a pride float. Um, I attended the Blondes event with Tanache performing. Amazing. Oh my God, amazing. Totally slayed. Um, yeah, Coach um, Coach had an amazing, amazing event. So yeah, there were, Pride was really, really, really fun. And it kind of was the most corporate and like crazy celebrity Pride I've ever attended mm. as well. So that was, that was cool. Yeah. How do you find that compared to maybe some mm-hmm. more community-based things? Because I know that's a, a hot topic, isn't it? It's been for the last few years, especially. Mm-hmm. I know there's pros yeah. and cons. How have you found it? I don't know. I find I find myself. I am a little bit of a corporate gay, so. <laughs> like, I mean, you you've got what? it. You, if it pays the bills get, as well, get paid. Yeah. Get paid. It, it's like that. It's like I just want to see people in our community get compensated and also understand mm-hmm. the standards. Like, you know, seeing what people that work more in a more commercial world, what they make and what that compensation's like and those mm-hmm. standards. I just like people in our community seeing that at a younger age or seeing that earlier, earlier, having that be kind of made normal because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people in the queer community are so talented in so many different fields and so many different ways. And, but we, we haven't historically been afforded the opportunity. So Mm. this pride i'm like we need to flex i'm like yes coach (laughs) you know just local girls from new york for real like i I think it's obviously fun and empowering and like cool and but i think it it also goes deeper than just like feeling Mm. amazing and looking amazing Mm -hmm, getting mm -hmm. to wear coach getting to wear telfar i think Mm. it's really um people in the community being able to be immersed into that more commercial space which is important to me Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I know I know uh, that that is a hot topic and yeah I get I get the co-opting of culture thing yeah so yeah it's we've spoken I, about yeah. it several times with different people in different ways and like there's obviously as you mentioned like the visibility and seeing people in those spaces when we were kids yeah. we would never have seen that mm-hmm. yes so that's amazing just to see it but then the flip side of it as you say is like the co-opting or is it but there's a middle ground somewhere I think. Right. There absolutely is. You don't want to just be exploited. You don't want mm-hmm. just a piece of your art or mm-hmm. a piece of um, uh, your existence taken um, and, and be exploited. So mm. I know I, I get that there it's a really hard conversation, but it's almost I think I'm trying to have the ra- the acceptance of like, OK, this is a thing. Gay people, we are such a demographic and such mm-hmm. a powerful community in so many different aspects. And mm-hmm. it's like, if this is happening, radically accepting that mm-hmm. that's happening. And like, how do we make sure we're not getting exploited if it is happening? Yeah. Being prepared, you know? Yeah. And you mentioned, um, obviously, kind of coming out of lockdown, like this, these were kind of the events, first events that we went to anyway, this, this June, that were actually put on since lockdown and mm. since everything happened so i think just getting to be a part of the community again is such a big thing and a really powerful thing this year specifically right absolutely um it's it's kind of overwhelming i think it's a lot learning how to re-socialize like Mm -hmm. even being a performer it's like going out to uh shows and like meeting people i'm just like so much more in my head about it but um it's so necessary and it's so fun and like um i don't know i i think being being 
I didn't realize until now how hard it was to kind of be in isolation and like how much that can change getting out and seeing everyone and meeting people for everyone. But especially mm-hmm. as a performer, it's like kind of, it's kind of weird. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it's a weird adjustment. Yeah. So you mentioned about all the talent in the community. So I want to take that now onto your songs. So you recently released uh, Tellybag. Can you yes. tell us about the inspiration behind that song? Um, and tell us a bit of the video as well, because the video is mm-hmm. obviously stunning. <laughs> that is so sweet. For Tellybag, really, I'm an artist who's kind of like very cathartic and I like to go deep, even though my, my, all my songs have like an air of fun and playfulness, and it's a little campy. Mm. Uh, there is like that deep, uh, that deeper introspective kind of thing that I usually go for with concepts and lyrics. So mm. Tellybag, I was like, first of all, number one, super inspired by Telfar, just learning we, I have a lot of friends that work with him and I'm not super close with Telfar, but I've had the honor of like meeting him and going to his shows and all of that. So just seeing the impact that, again, a local Brooklyn queer person is having on the world mm-hmm. uh, and the future of fashion and, and all of these amazing cultural conversations, I was so inspired. So I was like, okay, let me not be so deep on this. Let me like go for a little bit of a banger Mm-hmm. and like something fun and loose and even like the video i shot in la and just we just had friends pop out and like like our hottest friends come and be a part of that video mm-hmm. um, like amazing artists like kid ken brendan jordan who's an icon like so many um just incredible queer people that kind of are already to me icons um mm-hmm. i just wanted to have fun with Tellybag, so it was an, a culmination of that uh, queer black culture um, infiltrating the scene once mm-hmm. again. And I kind of just wanted Tellybag to be an homage to that. Mm-hmm. And can you tell us a little bit about your EP? Because um, when I told my boyfriend that we were going to be interviewing you, he was like, oh my God, like, I've literally been listening to it all of last week. Because <laughs> um, he Yay! yeah, he recently worked with Shy Girl on one of her videos, did some editing on um, her newest videos. So. Okay. When we got the email and I saw that you'd supported Shy Girl as well, all of these little things interlinked. And I don't think he'd clicked at the time when I mentioned this was ages ago. And then we mentioned this week and he was like, oh my God, like she's already in my playlist. And I didn't even realize when you said that. <laughs> yeah. So he, he specifically wanted me to tell you that his favorite is Foreigner. And he said he's been had that on all week. I love so, that. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit more about the EP especially and maybe the response to it as well? How have you found that as you've been touring it? Well... You know, I'm always gagging, like, that any, like, people are hearing my music and discovering it and relating to it. I'm just always surprised and always so, like, grateful. Um, so that is amazing. But Farner is one of my favorites. Going and doing shows and seeing people, like, sing the lyrics. It's mm. just like, guys, what? And I think, <laughs> <laughs> like, as I'm performing, sometimes I'm so sensitive, but, like, I literally, mid-song, will just be like, stop, stop, <laughs> like, wow. Like, this is crazy, I'm gagging. Or sometimes I'll let the audience sing it with me. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's been really cool. I think I'm, I'm so gracious of how my first EP was received. Um, I think as like an independent artist, as a songwriter, 
I feel it's been amazing so far. My team and I are really wanting to to even focus in even more for the second EP and deliver mm-hmm. this project like in a way that just feels really immersive for people again, mm-hmm. um, concept-wise, sonically. So all the past few weeks that I've been home and even on tour, um, that I've just been doing post-production on my EP. I'm I'm really like really really excited. I'm also kind of nervous. I want it a little bit of a perfectionist. I really want it to mm-hmm. hit how it's supposed to hit. So yeah. um, the second EP is definitely different. Um, another set of stories. My first EP is called Stories from New York. So uh, the second EP is called Stories Two, and I didn't want to set it in any particular city because it kind of takes place me traveling, mm-hmm. touring, being mm-hmm. between LA and New York, uh, working and collaborating with new people um, like Shy Girl, mm-hmm. who I'm so obsessed with. Yeah. Shy and everywhere. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Stories 2 is, I, I hope and think an elevation and also another kind of sonic landscape, um, which is what I called Stories from New York. I wanted to, wanted to feel like you need to, when you listen to my first EP, when you listen to Stories from New York, you put headphones in and you're like, whether you're walking down the street or whether mm. you're in your bedroom or, you know, taking a break at work, it's, it kind of feels immersive and you get, you get to feel like you're in Soho with me. So mm. for Stories too, I'm hoping it's that same sensation for my listeners. And um, it's just a little deeper. It's like, also a little bit more intimate and Mm. I think vulnerable in a lot of ways. So Mm. um, yeah, I hope, I hope people, I hope people dig that as well. Amazing. And also you, you speak this wasn't in the questions, but you speak a lot about the queer community and like it's inspiration to you. And I was just thinking like Matthew and I have spoken in the past, like, although we've known we've been gay since, you know, pre-teens forever, basically. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it wasn't until a lot later that we started to feel kind of like a part of a community uh, because of a lot of things that a lot of queer people feel, shame, things like that. But I wondered what what was the moment for you or when did you start to feel like a part of something bigger? You know, that's a great one. Um, I, I was born in New York, like, I call my parents city hippies. Like my family is very liberal and like my city is very liberal. The school that I, my high school, it was 70, it was like more than 50% queer. Um, wow. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like, so, <laughs> and, and so I, what I'm saying is I'm so privileged. I really was born into a very safe space, having a queer, being a queer person, um, so, and even then there was a good amount of shame and a good amount of like hiding and like almost not fully accepting like, oh, like, am I actually just attracted to girls? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still dating guys at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, in saying that, like, uh, my sexuality is still, uh, it's not, I don't just date girls. I don't just date guys. So, but just one of those things where like not fully feeling comfortable talking about it with my Mm-hmm. Um, friends or like my family members or even identifying myself mm-hmm. and I was in a really really safe environment so um yeah I I think I had a sense that I really had a sense in um high school that I thought girls were really pretty 
Um, but yeah, I, it wasn't something that I felt super comfortable jumping in and dating girls right away. Mm. Like, I, I, I'm so impressed with the new, with the younger generation, Gen Z, because they're just um, so fearless in so many ways, especially mm. with queer people. And I want to. That's even why I'm wearing so gay because I want, I want that to keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it causes so much like emotional and psychological damage to like lie to yourself or hide yourself or have like this guilt or shame that's not even real mm-hmm. uh, because you're hiding who you truly are so um yeah i i don't know i'm really inspired by the new generation because they seem very 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 confident in themselves and in their identities and also educated mm-hmm. yeah um, and i'm really inspired by that i was i really was not that confident um only now like i think too like i wasn't really raised to be super vulnerable and Mm. emotional even though my family is very close and loving but we weren't very like you know affectionate or anything and so i try and do that with my songs now like Mm -hmm. sometimes my lyrics are very forward sometimes they're provoking to certain people Mm. um because i i do want to talk i have so much to talk about and how do i let it out i get to let it out through my music because I'm not that fearless and confident um, in real life. So it's kind of it's kind of cool, like um, singing about being queer and being queer publicly as an artist is to me the most open I've ever been with my um, identity and my queerness. So mm. it's kind of it's kind of even weird to think about uh, using my platform and using my artistry to have that conversation because and and teach myself to evolve in that way. Hmm. I guess yeah. <clears throat> another one, sorry as well, like that wasn't on the list, but hearing you speak about it there, obviously growing up in New York, being between New York and LA, but then at the same time over the last few years, especially how like the conversation around LGBT identities has been in the US and also it's, I know it's very different in the UK and the US, maybe not so much anymore, maybe it's reversed at this stage, but um, I think one of the questions I was going to ask is around being a queer artist in that sort of an environment do you think i don't know how how do you think of it in that way or are you just doing you i okay so that's that's such a good question i am i've been doing music since a young age but Mm. i was not always out i was never i was in a band so also i'm not really going super deep I, i didn't used to go super deep with my lyrics go super super personal um, I do think it's cathartic for me. My own music is a release for myself. It's a way to like feel empowered in myself. Mm. Um, cause I'm singing about things that like, I don't, maybe I wouldn't talk about all the time, even to my close friends, mm-hmm. um, or like experiences. So it is empowering and cathartic for me in that way. But at the same time, and to my management and my team's like annoyance, I always think there should be a deeper message. Mm-hmm. I think that yes, my music should resonate with a lot of people, and and it shouldn't just be even Telebag is a banger, but there's a message in there. Mm-hmm. And some and I'm kind of a deep thinker in that way, um, but I I think every artist has that and offers that, even if they don't know it. Mm-hmm. So I tr- I go for it in my music. I know that 
I do want to, I do want to have conversations that I think are important and, and that a lot of people maybe that aren't performers and don't have the same platform or voice mm. want to have. I like mm-hmm. having that. Um, and then going and doing interviews like with you guys, well, this is a conversation, but going and talking to interview magazine mm-hmm. and not just being like, I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> friends with some really cool people <laughs> like know me i like I'm, i like bringing it back to uh like don't say gay mm-hmm. and yeah. i like you know or whatever you know you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. i like bringing it back to those conversations since i was young since i was like first joining the music industry and i was in a band i always thought okay i'm going to use the, the tiny platform that i have to mm. have those conversations or to find collaborators that want to have those conversations mm. i think it's really important um and I think everybody offers that, whether they really know it or not, every artist at least. Mm. And if you can do that while making a banger, and if you <laughs> yeah. can do that while looking really hot, then it's a bonus. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? It's like, guys, that's really, the, that is the challenge. The challenge is not just being a bad bitch yeah. and like, it's like, I don't know. I think it's like being a bad bitch and then also, bam, making history. Like, yeah. yeah. Helping someone really understand, yeah. uh, empower someone. You know what I mean? Like, you have that power to do a little bit more and inspire. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know. That almost, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of this weird, weird dichotomy of being a performer where, if you don't have that purpose, it, a little bit of purpose there, then it can feel so superficial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because we, ha- most of it is just announced like i don't know it's it, it's just it can feel very superficial very quickly if you don't yeah. have a little purpose so i like to have that yeah so you spoke about you know putting things into your songs that you wouldn't necessarily speak to your closest friends even or like speak out personally um on a one-on-one basis or or with family are you doing it purely for you or are you wanting to have kind of those deeper conversations on a day-to-day on a day-to-day, it's like, I want to jump in. I want to have a deeper combo. Um, I don't know. I just think music stands the test of time. So if I'm recording, if I'm writing, um, I'm not just thinking about this year and mm-hmm. like what's popping right now. I'm thinking about what's popping right now, but also um, what in 20 years could actually hit home for someone. Mm-hmm. The most intimate thing that comes for me, the most intimate song, like, a song like 16 which is on my first ep that's about my mom that's the story of my mom and her coming to the u.s and but it it's like so many people's story mm-hmm. and i meet so many people at shows where like they really relate to that so uh, i thought i was just writing that for myself but then it touches a lot of people so mm. i don't know i i just feel more inspired working in that way i think Hundred percent. And do you feel like you've got more control over that now that you are an independent artist? Yes. I mean, it's so weird because I was in a band when I first came into the music industry. So not only was I signed and had all these people, a bunch of people's ideas, creative ideas, but I had my band members also to think about what do they want to represent. Mm. So yes, I, I don't know. I think creatively, I do feel super, super free, but I'm, I, I do feel pretty lucky. I feel with my first EP, I started establishing myself and I think I established the type of branding and artist that I actually am. So now for the second project, it's not hard. Even if I evolve, it's not, I don't feel difficult. I don't feel bad. I don't feel like I'm like 
like my listeners are going to get something that they're not ready for. I think mm-hmm. even if my the sound is different and evolved, I think they really, I hope that they understand um, the type of artist that I am based mm-hmm. off of my first, the first project I did. Mm. Absolutely. Is it, I don't know if it, have you described your own sound as being UK inspired or was that something because I feel like I've read a couple of different versions of it and I just want to make sure I ask the question right <laughs> I you know what Telebag is definitely UK inspired my mom is British so hmm. um I think <laughs> there's a good amount of UK inspiration genuinely genuinely yeah not even being like like I grew up listening to a bunch of like punk and post-punk mm-hmm. music so I think yeah, there's a bunch of UK inspiration in there. And rock and mm-hmm. roll is really my forte, how mm-hmm. I how I started in the industry. So yeah, I'm absolutely inspired by UK music. Yeah. More recently like drum and bass and house, but mm-hmm. starting in the rock side. Yeah. How was that that journey for you? Like hearing the music that your mum has listened to mm-hmm. and then maybe discovering another part of what British music sounds like and I mean you've worked with Sophie in the past for example which is just incredible how how has that journey been for you and combining that with your own personal sound and how you want to be making music it's so hard it's like labels and genre as much as we need them as like as like humans to just function mm-hmm it's always been so hard for me because there's, I pull so much inspiration from so many different genres. So listening to like the Stranglers and like Sex Pistols and like, um, um, like Susie and the Banshees and these types of bands, like growing up with my mom and then also having hip hop and house music from my dad. I just, once I started listening to music on my own, it was always like going from like Cat Power and Bjork mm-hmm. to like, <laughs> Beyonce and like yeah. like it's literally like it almost gives me anxiety to even think about like do I just like rock and roll do I just yeah. like house music hip hop R&B mm-hmm. because I really really truly am inspired and grew up listening to it all mm. all of it gospel in my grandmother's house mm-hmm. so it's like um I don't know I guess I'm definitely I've been on a mission for a long time to to blend all of these amazing sounds like yeah um and and i hope that's what i'm doing and i hope i can keep doing it in a way that's not completely overwhelming mm-hmm. um to my listeners but yeah <laughs> i mean i think to answer that when i the first song i listened to was Telebag, that like actively listened to but then i went back through the rest of the catalog and i realized that actually a load of the other songs i already had listened to whether it was in a different playlist or discover or wherever it was and listener actively to all of them there's definitely the thread there even though they sound quite different yeah that you can still tell which i think is what you were saying before about you know if you do shift and do a completely different sound for the next ep people that are with you on this journey now are gonna be with you on on that jump because it's more about what you're putting into it rather than what it sounds like so just to yeah answer that question i would say you are doing it right (laughs) i hope so I, i love that that makes me so so happy it truly does Mm. um because i really think again like my first ep is called stories from the work i think it's about the story and the concept and like how one tells that story yeah i could literally do like a bluegrass album Mm -hmm. and i would hope that people i would hope that i could keep the same fans and Mm -hmm. grow my listener 
my listener base. Um, so I really think it's about the songwriting and the storytelling and the mm. concept of it all. Who um, would you love to work with if you haven't already? Or if, if you've got someone okay. that you are working with maybe mm. that you want to give us a little preview of? Um, but yeah, who's like your dream lineup of collaborators? I mean, there's someone who I'm working with that I really, really love. Um, who's also a UK artist is Muramasa. I'm mm. just, I just love, we're just very good friends, mm -hmm. also a kind of shy girl. Um, and I just really respect and love mm. all of his work. Um, someone I would love, love, love to work with. I mean, there's so many people. Um, like, I don't know, Mark Ronson's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, like goats, icons, Paul McCartney. Like, I don't know. There's so <laughs> many. <laughs> um, oh, there's so many. There's so many people. Um, someone who I really, really am inspired by recently is Pink Pantheris, of course. Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with her. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been trying to just like collab with her mm. and kind of chat with her and her team a little bit. That's someone I'm working on. But um, I don't God, know. She just I don't blew know. up. She was just like, yeah. not even overnight. It was like within the hour. She was just <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> um, the sound is so incredibly good. It's mm. just so like, it's so good. And again, it I think Pink's sound like touches so many different genres. Mm -hmm. Obviously there's that foundation of like, uh, like clubby drum and bass kind of feeling stuff. Uh, I don't know even if it's drum and bass, but kind of that 90s, mm -hmm. early 2000s, love music but also the, the way she delivers the vocal it's like it's just perfect peaceful pop like mm -hmm. kind of this new thing so yeah I'm very inspired i mean i'm sad to say that the, the questions are ending there <laughs> this is the one that i think is probably the most important just because if anyone who doesn't know who you are goes to your spotify they're gonna see this in the bio <laughs> and i feel like it's the question people are gonna want to know um you love sushi. I want to know what, like, what's your like dream sushi lineup? Your platter. Tell us. <laughs> sushi platter. Oh my gosh! I'm very excited for the question. Sushi for breakfast. Yes. If you guys don't know, please go and stream breakfast. Um, dream sushi platter. It's like you know what? Sushi I dropped in 2020, and like I've learned so much. I've been trying to be a little bit more ethical. Um, so like I would normally say spicy tuna and like yeah. crunchy rolls and caviar and all of these things that <laughs> now I think of are not as like sustainable and ethical. Mm -hmm. So I would go with I would definitely go with like unami. That's something that is uh, not terrible for the environment and mm -hmm. kind of you have that little ethical sense there. Um, but then yeah, like we're gonna keep it cute. <laughs> Uh, a little crunchy, crunchy tuna roll, yes. um, rainbow, rainbow roll, tempura, tempura rolls. Mm. Um, that's I love that question though. That's very, very cute. <laughs> but definitely like cucumber, avocado. I have to go with the with the vegetable rolls because that'll look out for the ocean a little bit more. Mm -hmm. My partner is like an environmentalist, mm -hmm. and so yes, I'm trying to be a little bit more ethical. With yeah. That. So there's actually. <laughs> A sushi order. <laughs> um, near, nearby where we live, there's actually a vegan sushi restaurant. Oh um, my god! And it's like, yeah, fully vegan, which is, it, I mean, it's not quite the same, is it? But it's on on the way to. On the way. If you on the reduce way. and <laughs> substitute sometimes, 
you know. I love that. I absolutely <laughs> love to hear that. Truly, I got to get into that. I mean, New York, we're not. New York, we're nowhere near that yet. I'm sure there's a really good vegan sushi place that I don't know about, mm. but LA is way more conscious in that way. And I've kind of even learned from being in LA a lot more that mm. you have to be a little bit. Like, please, like, sushi for breakfast, yes, but maybe it's vegan sushi. For yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you tell us what you've got coming up this year or what people listening should be looking out for? The EP, yeah. any new videos and exciting? We have definitely, I'm working on a video right now. We've been treating it um, kind of, I won't say it's, like, similar to Telebag, but I'm, like, putting this big energy behind mm-hmm. this video and um for my next single that is going to be the first single leading into my ep so i have my ep stories two coming which i hope everyone loves it is the follow-up the continuation kind of to stories from new york um and yeah it definitely takes you on a another crazy ass journey (laughs) outside of the city um so yes we we definitely get into some shenanigans with stories too very excited about that and um, I have some really cool collabs coming. Like I talked a little bit about Moramasa. Mm-hmm. He and I have a song coming um, and a few other artists. I don't want to name them because they're on hold and like, yeah, fair. God, God only knows. Like, you know, it takes we us don't want to ruin them. No, no. <laughs> you guys would yeah. never, but it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Every single, you know, there's so many amazing artists and the teams have to do a lot of work to get yeah. us all. Mm-hmm you know, in the same place on the same day, so. But we have some really, really, really cool stuff coming with other artists kind of also in the PC, Digicore, Hyperpop spaces. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, really excited for the rest of this year, but mostly excited for my EP. Thank you so much, Bailey. It was gorgeous. Stunning. I know we were all dripping wet by the end of it, but mm-hmm. we'd have sat there and talked all day if we could. So thank you again. 100%. And also thank you, Sophie, for hooking us up. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a few times that we didn't you know, align schedules, but we got there in the end. And thank you for your patience. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we can't wait to hear the next EP. Let's wrap this up. Let's wrap it up, honey positive thing of the week hit me okay my positive thing of the week everyone knows by now it's my personality that we foster cats here Mm -hmm. um and so one of the positive things of the week i found out yesterday so we're trying to wean the cats off the mum's milk Mm -hmm. to cat food don't if you knew cats eat cat Mm -hmm. food Mm -hmm. and so um it's a tiresome process Mm -hmm. arduous but Yesterday, the last of cat <gasps> of the four started eating cat food. Honestly, thank God. Aren't I a proud father? Yeah, because she, the Kiki, needs a rest, doesn't she? Honey, her nipples are red raw. She's oh, exhausted. Bless it. She is mum of the year, I think. Yeah, hundred percent. That's it. What's yours, babes? We're talking of mum of the year. I saw Lady Gaga. At Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Mother Monster. Mother Monster. (laughs) (laughs) I think along with every other LGBT person in the city. And you know what? It was incredible. It was everything I needed. It was camp. It was loud. We danced. We drank. There was fire. 
Lost yeah. your eyebrows by the end. Though, Lost my eyebrows, yeah. They were very big pyrotechnics, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was amazing. I haven't seen this since a Fame Monster Ball, so it was a long time coming, and mm-hmm. it was perfect. I'm so jealous. Shout out to my, my, my friends from my Tish and Becky, because we were little monsters back in the day. Still am, obviously. Mm-hmm. But the three of us would, would gather, congregate, mm-hmm. and we'd, we'd dance to Miss Gaga. Oh. We went to Turkey in Turkutan, and... It was the the weekend that Alejandro, that Alejandro video premiered on either MTV or some sort of thing, and so we're watching it on the telly, doing our little dances. Gorgeous video, Stephen Klein. Mm. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's your luck. Thank you for tuning in this mm-hmm. time. We'll have another episode this month. You can bet your bottom dollar. I'll probably be recording it in my new flat. Were you? Yeah. Goodness me. I imagine. Ah. I'll give you an audio tour. This is the living room. This is the couch I told you about last episode. Wow, I'm right there. <laughs> I can see it. I can visual it. I can see it in my mind's eye. <laughs> As always, please give us a little review and a rating mm-hmm. on Apple, Spotify, yeah. Google whatever you want to leave them reviews yeah we'd be really really grateful and um and yeah tell your mates about us uh we'll see you soon and um as per usual you are doing amazing sweetie you're doing amazing sweetie goodbye lots of love bye kisses What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.